something else to ask you. I ask for you to pray for this great nation. The hideouts. We did not authorize assassination squads. We did not authorize the resurrection of COINTELPRO. We did not authorize the repeal of the Bill of Rights. We did not authorize the revocation of the Constitution. We did not authorize national identity cards. We did not authorize the eye of Big Brother to peer from cameras throughout our cities. We did not authorize an eye for an eye. We did not authorize this administration to wage war anytime, anywhere, anyhow it pleases. We did not authorize war without end. We did not authorize. 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 We Welcome into Tuesday night with the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. My name El Hafe. That's my good friend J Dub sitting across from me. How are you, sir? Happy days. That's what it is. It is. It's nothing but beauty in the Hideout. Happy days for you and I. Uh, of course, we want you to participate. Don't just sit there. I mean, you can get involved in a number of different ways. Maybe you're not the kind of person that likes getting onto the internet. That's what the telephone's for. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. However, as it turns out, for the majority of our friend, fans, they're afraid of the telephone. Yeah. They'd rather go to RadioHideout.com and, uh, you know, so many interesting subjects uh, going on in the forums section. But also, too, they always uh, IM us using the AOL for broadband instant messenger. That is JFK Hideout. And the email is JFK Hideout as well, of course, at AOL.com. F8. If you don't have the AOL for broadband, you need to get the hookup because there are all kinds of content that we use for this show that you are missing out on. F8. You, you can go on to AOL for broadband and you can see what we're going to talk about tonight in the Hideout. F8. Uh, welcome into it. How's everybody going? That's a little insight thing from me and Dubs. Um, first of all, a lot to be done, Dubs. Uh, tonight, this is kind of a back-to-back -back night. We're not going to do this this often where we get into like a serious subject. But there are two things that really struck me from reading. I've begun to read now that I'm actually uh, doing a nightly show. And so we did the thing on male eating disorders last mm -hmm. night. And I learned a lot. I actually, I'll be perfectly honest with you, kind of learned last night when we had uh, Lee Cohn on from writing the book, um, the name of the book was Making Weight. I always thought I was anorexic when I was in high school. I kind of wore it as a badge. As it turns out, I wasn't anorexic. You just had a whole big bunch of problems put into a cocktail, and that was your high school wife. Yeah, I never really threw up, which is bulimia, but I always thought I had some sort of an eating disorder, which I think I did. But it wasn't to the full extent that I uh, was hoping, or I'd always thought it was. I'm not nearly as special as I think I am. As Bateman already IMs me saying fatty, and I appreciate that. Hey, speaking of fatty, uh, Matt Albert's going to be in studio tomorrow. Oh, why? Just because. To be perfectly honest with you, he's a hideout pass holder. He is the ultimate listener, and it's a Wednesday night. It's one of the few nights that he'll be able to get a ride. So he's going to be able to come down, and he's going to so-called uh, so host, co-host the hideout with us. Now, what, something I've always wondered, uh, Tommy and, uh, and Matt Albert are really close together. Mm -hmm. Were they close together before the show, or was, is this something that kind of evolved 
You know, because we'll, of the show. We'll get into that. I'm going to write that down. When did I, I've never really known that. When did you become homo for each other? That I'm going to write down. That'll be a topic that we can discuss tomorrow. Hey, uh, when did you guys become such good um, internet friends? Was it the Ron and Fez show that brought you guys together? No, it was this show. Was back, it? back when I was just a lowly listener. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, shut up. <laughs> All right. So anyway, your boyfriend Matt Albert's going to be here tomorrow. Your sensitive gay lover. Exactly. I hate both of you. Um. So anyway, that will happen tomorrow as well. Oh, but getting back to the serious subject thing. Coming up tonight, Dubs. We talked about this. There's a lot of gang activity going on in this town. Yeah. We talked about last week the cat that got his hands cut off with the machetes, and there's other gang activity. From what I understand, some. Somebody uh, somebody busted into somebody's house and shot the other person and left the girlfriend for dead. And there's this whole thing going on. And it's kids that are like 15 and 16 oh, yeah. that are doing this crap. So we've got this guy, Jared Lewis. He runs the most, I guess, well-known gang affiliation. Um, not gang affiliation, but like gang experts. It's like a whole bunch of law enforcement. And they go around the country putting on seminars on how to help to stop gangs and stuff like that. So we're going to bring this cat into the hideout just to learn a little bit because I think it's important because we've got a lot of younger listeners. We've got other people around. And even just to know what's going on, the, the hideout kind of being local for Washington, D.C., what's up with the gang problems? Why is it happening? How do kids get into gangs uh, to begin with? And, you know, I, we talked about it last week, my whole theory of gangs and terrorism or terrorist groups almost being very equal into each other and how they're set up, the well, people any, that they prey upon, stuff like that. Well, anything that uh, comes from nothing and tries to become uh, an authority almost, they, they use a lot of fear. They use a lot of uh, violence to get their point across. So I want, but I want to learn a little bit, though. I, was, I had so much fun learning last week, or actually yesterday, that I want to learn a little, little bit more today. However, before we get to that, though, J-Dubs, uh, one thing that I wanted to do was bring in our engineer, Wendell Hall, who... I thought we didn't use real names here. Uh, that's the bit now. Every time I say his name, that's what we do. I always forget. we got to come up with a good name for, uh, for Mr. Wendell. Um, but I want to say, dude, you were amazing today. I guess you were out back during well, the Ron and Fez show. Okay, does it? You were out back during the Ron and Fez show cooking... And what were you cooking? Oh, yeah, but radio advertising works. Yeah. I heard Ron and Fez do the reads for the uh, uh, Johnsonville uh, Brats, mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, that sounds good. So you went out today and bought a grill and everything, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of geeked out on it a little bit. Somebody got election disposable didn't just go income. Out and buy a brat. Didn't <laughs> yeah. just go out and buy a package. Someone of thinks Bush is doing a good job. Yeah, someone's <laughs> got some extra money in their pockets. I guess that tax break well, is working out for you. You know, huh? it's surprising how little money you can get a grill for these days. And so now I went out and got the little Weber uh, Smoky Joe thing, yeah. a little tiny one, and that's good enough for a half dozen brats at a time. Oh, and I, t I had uh, I had three. Me too. I, I just had three before the show. In fact, when you were cooking, as I was about to leave to go work out, I was like, God damn, those look good. I'm going to go run a mile, and I'll be back to eat to put all those calories back. No, is that the fastest mile you've run? Yes, because I was so excited about getting, getting back I, here. I almost didn't I saw shower. you weighing it. I saw you weighing. Do I work out? Do I eat? And, and I'll tell you, the only thing that gets me going through this is that 10 o'clock hour where I can go and run and shower and sort of rejuvenate myself. 
And that's the only reason I went. Otherwise, if I just stuck around here and been snacking on um, brats and donuts, <laughs> leftover donuts from the challenge. By the way, uh, Cigar said I'm very disappointed in you. Um, I would have I would have been asleep by now. I would have completely been asleep. So kudos to you. And this well, is some, this is something that hey, let's start lining this up, man. Remember we talked about the carnival? Yeah. For those of you that maybe didn't hang all the way through the show yesterday, Dubs made a super huge announcement that our friend Joe Davis from the Joe Davis Band may have lost the last lap. is going to be in to do a live acoustic performance of the only true hero known as the Dale Earnhardt song here in the hideout. So we're putting together a little carnival. And, Wendell, I would like to invite you to be the official food sponsor, food cooker of the carnival. So we'll do the hideout cookout. Exactly. Well, it's going to be the hideout county fair. Hideout county fair. There we go. With a food stand with Wendell, the engineer, the nice. WJFK engineer on 106.7 WJFK. I heard enough of that song last night. Uh, Fairfax Mike, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, man, when did this show become an after-school special? You got anorexia one night, Shane Battles the next. What happened to queer-baited and racist jokes? Come on, Learning guys. is fundamental. Oh, trust me, you're going to get enough of that. Oh, my Hang God. Hang up on him, Beaner. I, I need it all night. I need it all night. <laughs> it's going to happen all night. We're taking out 15 minutes to try to help the world, bro. You can give that up. I'm glad the steering wheel straighten this ship up. <laughs> Thank you. 866 Oh, so Wendell, uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be super busy on Saturday, aren't you? Gonna have some fun. It sounds like. Where are you gonna be? I just gonna make a call. Said, uh, can you guys come over and uh, work the HF festival? Big HF festival going yeah, on. Yeah, Bali. And looks like a good time. It's the oh. sister station. Um, you know, ninety-nine one. Like. Now, have you been to one? No, I'm never. You you've not been to one. No. Have you seen the picture in, uh, in the I, shop I, I, of I, me and, and the rest of the gang after one? I've seen the pictures. I've uh, read the lineup, and I was really excited about it. You see the uh, the dirt under us there? They yeah. used to play soccer on that. HFS has to buy the field each year. Oh, wow. Because it gets so torn up. Yeah. But... See, this is kind of a sore subject. Um. um uh? All right, so here's the situation. We were promised about, I don't know, two months ago. Yeah. That everybody on the show would get a pair of tickets to the HFS. Me, Hefner, and Bateman. And Bateman. Bye. We were all promised this by Cameron, who said that, you know, we're going to have a lot of tickets to give out this year. Because last year, we were giving out tickets like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. Because it was a horrible show last year. The lineup just wasn't strong. This year, they got Jay-Z, they got The Cure, they got Offspring, they got P.O.D. I'm sure I'm leaving somebody off. But they got all... Modest Mouse. Whatever. What? Violent Femmes. They got all these bands. Yeah. And so we had to pimp the crap last year, but this year it's actually a good show. Well, there's no synergy this there's, year. No, 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 no. Synergy is done. There's no... It's, it's not just synergy. I heard a certain morning show on the air the other day, you know, four guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, childhood friends grew up together and stuff. Yeah. Saying, where's our tickets? Everybody's looking to us for the hookup that they got last year. We're not getting the horns here. We're having to go into our own pockets since I think uh, EB was down like 400 bucks or something for buying tickets for people. Well, let me say this. Cameron bought me tickets. He bought you tickets? Cameron bought me tickets. Yeah. Because I, I went to him. He won you some from HFS. I went to him and I said, hey, look, dude, you promised us tickets to the HF Festival. 
I want my tickets. And so, sure enough, it turns out he comes back to me. He gives me tickets. Cameron comes through in the clutch, and I want to thank Cameron. However, as it turns out, I found out today I can't go to the HF Festival. As it turns oh. out, I have, a, I have some sort of a commitment that I just cannot get out of. But are you being committed? What can't you get out of if you go to the HF Festival? It's not something that I can necessarily talk about, uh, okay. but I cannot get out of this commitment. Aye, aye, aye. And I've got to go, attention. and I'm going to miss the HF Festival. Well, here's the problem. I was like, you know what? I can't go. I'm going to give these tickets to Bateman. Even though I've been saying how much me and my girlfriend really want to go, mm -hmm. how much we've been looking forward to it. It's my girlfriend's birthday this weekend. To be perfectly honest with you, I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know. I thought Dubs was working on his own side action. I talked to Cameron. Cameron got me the tickets. I figure, hey, look, Bateman to me is the best loose building right now. Uh -huh. Since Charlie has left, Bateman is the best producer that is in this building. I'll say that hands down. I'm pretty good. <clears throat> I'm pretty damn good. And Bateman is getting raked over the coals for what he's doing to help this show out. So I was like, as a show of gratitude, I'm going to give these tickets to Bateman. And Bateman's a funny type anyway. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. So I give the tickets to Bateman, and as it turns out, Dubs comes in, he, uh, he starts talking about tickets, he wonders what uh, what's going on, he asks if I was going, I was like, no, I can't go, I'm giving them to Bateman. I'm giving the HFS, uh, HF Festival tickets to Bateman. I was kidding. I thought he was making a good joke out of this whole thing. This son of a bitch starts throwing the most... I mean, seriously, I felt bad. I felt bad because the look in Dub's eyes was like, how could you do this to you me? killed his puppy. In a sense, I did kill his puppy, and I thought about it, and I looked at bait, I looked at Dub's, and I was like, all right, here I have, seriously, my best friend in town. You're definitely my best friend. And this is something that meant a lot to his chick. On the other hand, though, I have Bateman, who has done amazing things for this radio show, despite the fact that he constantly walks off of it. I gotta go with Bateman, and I had already given the tickets to Bateman yeah. because I, I I would have liked oh, it if he would have checked with me first, especially because when Cameron gave him the tickets, these are for caffeine dubs. No, 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 no. Let me amend this right now. The, the Cameron said to me, "I am getting you tickets." He never said me and Dubs. He said, I am getting you the, a pair of tickets. The funny thing is, I, I went in today to ask if uh, our tickets came through yet. And he's like, I could only get one uh, pair. I gave them to uh, Hefe for you two to go. He didn't say. He, now, see, he didn't say it that way to me. I thought these were my pair of tickets. And so I'm like, all right, I can't go. I'm giving them to Bateman because I thought... That, that's what pissed me off at first the most. That's and Because he, he said to me that they were for both of us, and then he didn't you know, check with me to see if I wanted to go and just kind of overstepped me and gave him away. Now, Brian, is this HF Festival really that big of a deal? Uh, I don't know about this HF Festival. You know, I was... Uh, it's a funny thing, actually. For those, uh, those listeners who are camping out at um, what, the landmark location of Tower Records a couple of years ago... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's always like a big deal. People always camp out and get tickets. So a couple of years ago, me and a bunch of my buddies got a bunch of water balloons, decided to go water balloon, you know, the H out of them. And, uh, I can understand that. I wouldn't mind. I'll wait in mine for tickets, but I'm trying to get free ones here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a totally different story. Well, I don't know. I have a million water balloons. All right. Did you? Uh, did yeah, you get it? I right. got that. So anyway, so apparently this is a big deal. And so now I was like, well, Jesus, do I call Bateman back? 
do I be an Indian giver? Hmm. Which I don't like to use that term because it is racial. But am I these people who give something? Did you did you consider being a uh, like a half Native American giver and a half Kellerman? And now here's we can solve this easily, bro. We can solve this easily. What you do? Set it up so that uh, I'm just set up a date. Get one ticket to Bateman. One ticket to Dubs' chick because it's his it's a uh, his his chick's birthday. Send them on the date. Problem solved. How about that? I want my girlfriend to come back alive. Would you do that? Would you allow your chick to go with Bateman to the HF Festival? If she wanted to, yeah. I don't think she wanted to. Can we call her? No. Because <laughs> we already know the answer. Hello? Who wants to go to this thing with Bateman anyway? I have someone who wants to go with me already, but I already promised that I would take. Who is this? It's a certain special someone. You got a mad Albert. Said <laughs> <laughs> someone, not someone. All right, so you already have somebody lined up. Yes. Now see this. Now Dubs, you said that you had sort of sort of a way that we could come to a conclusion about this, because here on the show for a family, however, we only have one pair of tickets. It's important to Dubs because it's his chick's. It's your chick's birthday this weekend. She really wanted to go. She wants to see the bands like New Found Glory, Cypress Hill, Violent Femmes. Um, you know, all the other uh, Cure, Jay-Z, all those bands. That's why it's important yeah. to you. Yeah. And instead of you ponying hey, up I've... money, you'd rather get the free tickets. Well, you know my situation. I don't have the money to pony up. I'd be all over that. I, w- I don't care about buying tickets. I'll buy them. But right now, it's not an option. Howard Free Bateman, who's given so much to this show, finally has some sort of a special someone to take to the HF Festival. What? You finally... That's not that special. You feel like it should be your place in life to have these HF Festival tickets. I, I'm the co-host. He's the... I, 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 I'd trump. I don't know about that. I, I, I throw the king out over the over the jack. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about buying tickets until Dubs told me a month ago, don't worry, I'll call Brett from the, the junkie. No, I didn't. I never said that. I never called Brett. Where to God. I never called Brett. That's probably Hefe, because Hefe's called Brett for other tickets, too. Oh, yeah, Brett Oliverio is the co- uh, the, um, I don't even have Brett's IM, so I wouldn't say that. Assistant producer for the junkies, he's the one that got me the tickets to a perfect circle. All right, Dubs, what's your solution? How can we make all of this go away so that you and Bateman don't have to split the tickets so that one of you can finally be crowned king of the hideout and go to this competing radio stations festival. <laughs> and this was what's so funny about the hideout. Sadly, we don't care enough about our listeners give the one pair of tickets that we have to our <laughs> listeners. We have to have the co-host and the producer fight over the tickets to the HF Festival. So what's your idea, Dubs? What are we going to do? There's a guy in Indiana who got sick from eating cicadas. I say we have a cicada eating contest. I'll, I'm picking a, I'm picking somewhere I can win at because I'm so disgusted. I can kill Fear Factor if it wasn't for the fiscal challenges. Hey, Ryan Fez kicked you out of the donut eating contest today because you're weak. No, no, I'm weak at consumption of uh, amount, but I can eat the most disgusting things in the world. Bateman, are you down with the cicada eating contest to be held later on tonight for the HF Festival tickets? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. All right, I, now we got to set up the parameters for this. Is it whoever eats the fastest and can swallow the quickest? When, when I say cicada, I don't mean wang. All right. Oh, and I was gonna say swallow That's the. Why you don't want your girlfriend to go with me to the <laughs> festival? She'll be eating cicadas all night. <laughs> I was gonna say whoever gets not by her choice. That's I, the sad part about it. I can't even get the joke. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs>
So here's the thing. We got to have this interview coming up next because I want to learn about gangs. This gives us, gives us enough time to round up the biggest, meatiest, juiciest cicada for Dubs and Bateman to eat. The person who can eat the cicada the quickest and have it completely gone from their mouth first is the winner, and they get to go to the HF Festival. Does that work for everyone? That works for me. That's fine. We'll do it at midnight. I hate to ask any more of you, Wendell, Ooh. but can you go round up the biggest, meatiest... Two of them. Two cicadas. Can you go round those up for us before I you leave? they're all the same size. It should take about 20 seconds. Yeah, it's not like there aren't a billion out not there. All that we just don't want any dried up... Dead long time ones, you know. And we need to pull the wings and the uh, I said legs we, off. I said we eat them all need on. To do what? Pull the wings and legs off. I've, I've read the Theta cooking book. <laughs> and that's that's how they say to cook them. All right. Cook. Now, now mind what? you. Mind, I'm not cooking them. I'm eating them raw, but. Mind you, Dubs has practiced at this because this is what they used to live off of in Fowlerville when it was a tough uh, when it was a tough summer and his mom got fired from a janitor gig. Well, now she never. This is before she got hired for a janitor gig and we flourished. <laughs> and that was 17 years ago. Yeah. All right, Bateman, we'll see you in 30 minutes to see who eats the cicadas to go to the HF festival. It'll be a fun day Saturday. I hope this is going to be awesome. This is going to be beautiful. Ryan, you're in the hideout on JFK. Are you, are you still there? I'm yeah. sorry we lost you. Let's take a commercial break because we got to come back. The guy is from NoGangs.com. That's K-N-O-W-Gangs.com. There's a lot of gang violence going on in D.C. right now. Let's learn a little bit in the hideout, and then we're going to force each other to eat bucks. It's 106.7 WJFK. You're listening to The Hideout. Oh, you can't dump that. You can't say that. What are you doing? We at the FCC feel that democracy is all about protecting the rights of the ordinary citizen. Unregulated radio would result in programming of the lowest common denominator. This radio person is the whole problem. Are we going to allow this guy to be heard by anyone who can turn a dial? Nobody knows who he is. I swear to God, nobody has any idea. Even the show isn't real. I'm using a voice disguiser. I'm a phony f just like my dad. See, the real me is just as worried as the rest of you. The Hideouts with El Jefe and J Dubs, giving you reasons to be heathen. This is the problem with free speech. El Jefe, J Dubs. Big country, booty, big country. Yeah. I tell you where y'all need to go. Where they got more women than anywhere. Violence, too. Chris on Sunday night, though. Street race on Florence. Y'all way off. I give y'all a hint. Everybody's been there. Good. Spit it out. Church. Oh, Please. Nobody going to church to catch no bitches. Looking for black boxes. I like to know that a woman's just stupid enough to ask me. WJFK, I am El Hefe, that is J-Dubs, Washington, D.C. Now, these aren't going to be alive when I eat them, are they? Yes. I don't know about that, man. That's that, like, you know, for very long. How bad do you want to go to the HF Festival? 
Uh, Wendell has gathered a live cicada for Dubs to eat in about 30 minutes. It's Dubs and Bateman. Who can eat the cicada the quickest in order to go to the HF Festival? Uh, a little sister station. Uh, um, what do they call it? Synergy with Infinity Broadcasting and 106.7 WJFK. I guarantee no one that listens to HFS wants to go that bad to eat a cicada. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's so funny. Uh, Tommy's IMing me now. Dubs is already backing out. He's already backing out. Tommy's convinced he's going to be spending Saturday at uh, RFK Stadium. So we'll do that in a second. First, though, J-Dubs, um, that was actually a clip that brought us back into the hideout from Boys in the Hood. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time, Boys in the Hood, it actually was almost for mainstream America one of the very first opportunities for people to see what it's somewhat like, even though fictional, for uh, gang violence to go on. That was a lot of people's first look into what it's like into the inner cities and uh, for that particular movie, South Central L.A. There's a lot of gang violence going on, however, Dubs, here in our very own backyard. Yeah. In fact, in your backyard in Alexandria, Virginia, I guess it was about a week, week and a half ago, there was a 16-year-old kid who had a broken-down car and ended up getting his hands chopped off by a rival gang uh, with a machete. 16 years old, and this is happening in suburbia, in Alexandria, Virginia. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring an expert into the hideout, someone who knows a lot about gangs, someone that can, by the end of this conversation, help us solve the gang problem in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's a lofty goal, Jared Lewis, but it's hopefully something we can do. Uh, the director of No Gangs, the website is nogangs.com. That is K-N-O-W-Gangs.com. Jared, welcome into the hideout in Washington, D.C. How are you this evening? Pretty good. Uh, we appreciate you coming in and uh, doing this. First, some background on you and the organization and what it is you guys do. Well, what it is is I'm a uh, former police officer from California. I started the organization a few years ago to assist law enforcement officers, social service workers, and educators, um, helping them understand a little bit more about the gang problem that our, that our nation uh, suffers from. How how big is the problem? Is it something? Because I remember even growing up in the 90s, being in high school in the 90s, we thought this was something that was huge then, and it was almost kind of overflowing. Is it worse now than it was then? It seems better, but I hear of all these stories, and it might be worse. Well, I, I would say right now definitely the, the violence is worse. Yeah, we've had a gang problem since you know the, the late 1700s. Um, you know, it's interesting. Following the Civil War, some of the uh, major headlines, or excuse me, the Revolutionary War, following the uh, some of the newspapers' headlines, like from Philadelphia, New York, wasn't what was going on in the world, but it was the uh, youth gangs plaguing the cities. Is it so? Oh, sorry about that. Go ahead, Bo. Well, I was just going to say that this problem has kind of gone uh, up and down throughout the uh, throughout time. Uh, the mid 1800s is really bad. The early 1900s, the 1950s. And again, 1990s, and here we are today, and it's reached uh, ec epidemic proportions right now. Is it something that always goes on? Because I remember hearing about gangs too. You know, early on in this nation's history, a lot of times in the uh, the ghettos of like you know Irish ghettos and Italian ghettos. Is it something that you know usually just happens in the ghettos of uh, of major uh, populations? Well, you know, uh, uh, 20, 30 years ago, it was more prone to uh, ghetto or, or barrios or 
or lower income type neighborhoods. But just recently in Las Vegas, there was a gang there known as the 311 Boys. And they came from uh, middle and upper class America um, who formed a gang, went out terrorizing everyone in their neighborhood and their city um, just for the fun of it. And they had all the attributes. They had uh, initiations. They had a the certain tattoo they wore. And, of course, the name they called themselves was the, was the uh, 311 Boys. So it's not something just uh, confined to a certain economical class or uh, or a certain race. You know, it's so funny you say that because now that I think about it, we had kind of a gang problem at my school, but it was the Polo Club. They called themselves the Polo Club. They were kind of the richer kids. They always wore, like, the newest, hottest gear, I guess you would say, um, predominantly made up of white kids who would wear polo shirts and the Tommy Hilfiger stuff. And their whole thing was going around, um, you know, stealing clothes, you know, causing some sort of trouble. So I, it's good to dispel that myth that, it, you know, it, it's usually just ghetto-type areas. We had uh, one in our town called Cash Flow. Cash Flow of Fowlerville. And they were the whitest bunch of, you know, gangster wannabe crackers. But... Every time the Fireball Fair came around, we had a problem with the, the, the cash flow because they'd be, you know, beating up uh, carnies, taking money, uh, you know, stealing money from the fair and all this kind of stuff. Again, talking to Jared Lewis, the website is nogangs.com. That's K-N-O-W. Uh, into the hideout to kind of talk about uh, just what's going on, especially here in the area now that we've got uh, somewhat of a, uh, a gang issue. Is there a prototypical profile? I know we kind of discussed there's, uh, you know... It's all over the place, but is there a, the average profile of a gang member? Do, well, do they all have something in common, if you will? Generally, generally, there's a few things in common, and one is the family background. And in most in most cases, not all, generally there's a, a, a breakdown in the family structure. Um, often it's a group of kids who uh, band together um, along racial and ethnic lines. Um, you, you know, you'll uh, see a poverty is very common, but we just discussed some cases where that isn't always the issue. And then uh, you mentioned uh, early on the uh, movie, uh, uh, can I remember, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, yeah. Um, and, and you look at you look at prior to that, you know, some of the uh, other movies that came out, Colors, um, which was a uh, really well known, uh, mm -hmm. before that, a movie called Boulevard Nights. Movies have actually had a pretty profound impact. Vampire in Brooklyn. On the gang problem, um, meaning, uh, you know, it was Salt Lake City. A movie came out called Boulevard Nights in 1979. It wasn't until after this movie came out that all of a sudden Salt Lake started seeing kids copying what was going on in the movie. Movie colors in some movie theaters across the country, they actually gave out red and blue bandanas to uh, come see the movie as a promotion. Jesus Christ. Wow, that was a great idea, I'm sure, as they looked back at that. You, you, I actually, what about rap music, too? Has, has music also been something that's kind of, I don't, not to sound like Bill O'Reilly, but is that something, too, that's kind of escalated it? Yeah. Uh, well, definitely. Actually, there's a, a case going on right now in Central California, a uh, joint federal investigation called Operation Black Widow. And what this investigation was is there is a prison gang called the Nuestra Familia who uh, a man was being paroled from prison. He was sent out by the gang to find a local rap group and make a gangster rap CD. And the purpose was, was to make music for the gang and also to recruit young members who would one day, uh, who would one day eventually go to prison. And uh, within uh, weeks of this music going out, this gang made several hundred thousand dollars 
and uh, they're currently under federal indictment both for this gangster rap CD they put out and uh, the dozen or so homicides that went along with it. What about the initiations? That's one of the big thing about gangs that it's like, it's so weird because a lot of times you got to get your ass kicked just to get into the gang. What's the weirdest initiation thing that you've run across? What's the whole initiation thing even about? Eating cicadas, that's probably the weirdest one. Go ahead. <laughs> the uh, With, with uh, girls, actually, in a lot of, uh, especially Midwest and, and Southern states, is uh, they're being sexed into the gang. And what that means is they uh, sometimes have to roll a dice, and whatever number comes up on that dice, that's how many members of the gang off do uh, engage in sexual acts with. Come on, do number two. Do number two. Come on. Wow. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about this, because I remember that, too, growing up, where it was... There were also women who were in the gang as well. And so, yeah, now that I think about that, that's so funny that um, that that's how the women are initiated into the gang, that they had to get sex in. And usually for the guys, but they, have, they have to get beat up, beat up right? Uh, that's correct. Usually uh, the guys have to get beat up or uh, to take a certain amount of punches in a certain amount of time. Or sometimes they may ask to uh, go commit a crime to uh, prove their loyalty. Uh, I, I guess, and maybe sometimes, too, you know, you're talking about the crime, maybe. Um, and I don't know if it's just movies or what, but there have been occasions, I guess, that I've heard about where you have to go kill a member of a rival gang, and then that's the way you get in. But that is interesting that the women have to, uh, to, have, to have sex and roll the dice. Do they use two dice, or is it just one dice? Do you, or... I, I, I think it depends on uh, depends on the game, but I've heard uh, two dice being rolled. So you, if you get like snake eyes, do you get to go to get out of jail free, or what do you get? I don't know. I don't know if he knows that either. Hey, Jared Lewis again. The uh, website nogangs.com. He's the director of No Gangs. That's K N O W. What is this? I saw this article not too long ago. I actually grew up in Dallas, Texas, and there was something that happened in Dallas where I guess. The the gangsters are now going high tech, if you will, and starting to utilize the internet. Is that is that something we're seeing a lot more of nowadays? Well, well, again, it's not something that's new, but it's something we're seeing a lot more of. And the case in Dallas is a couple gangs were using a uh, chat type room to uh, post different threats uh, to each other. And what they ended up doing is agreeing to meet at a certain time and basically at a gang brawl. Um, where uh, they, uh, they ended up fighting between the two gangs. But I think what we're going to see is we're just seeing the, the uh, tip of the iceberg of a growing new trend of gang members making threats or claiming turf on the Internet, so to speak, and then meeting out on the streets to uh, carry out their vendettas. You know, that seems so dorky to me, you know, a bunch of people getting out of a chat room, threatening each other. Like, I've been threatened so many times in a chat room, you know, by, like, uh, Fudgy236 saying he's going to whoop my ass and he's from a gang. It just doesn't make sense. But that's kind of the way it's going now. This high, Everybody's getting involved with the high-tech society. Um, like, even hackers. Aren't there, like, groups of hackers? Do you guys consider, like, the various factions of hackers to be gangs? Well, the, in, in most states, in the, the normal definition of a gang, a, a hacker wouldn't apply. Uh, because, again, usually hackers are, are loners, and, and they aren't really out there committing the uh, same types of crimes. They don't have the signs, the symbols, or the colors that they identify with, um, but they, uh, they certainly are a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, I'd have to say, Dubs, that I'm way too selfish to be in a gang, because it seems like most of the thing about the gang is that you give up of yourself to be a part of it. 
how do we keep our friends out of gangs, especially for the younger listeners that we have? You know, maybe they see somebody who's starting to hang out with the wrong crowd. What do we do? Are there any kind of diversions, any, anything that we can go up to a buddy and, and try to talk him out of that? Find your own girl to roll the dice for him. That could be it, but what do you think? We'll go to the actual expert. Jared? Well, you know, there's a lot of different programs going on uh, across the country. Schools have utilized different uh, different types of uh, concepts. The ATF came up with uh, the GREAT program, which is similar to the DARE program, which is uh, taught in schools across the nation. But one of the most successful things in getting and keeping a uh, person out of a gang, both kids and adults, because it isn't just kids involved in this, is filling their time. Generally, uh, you know, it was that old saying, uh, idle hands or for the devil or I don't remember. We're stupid in the hideout. We don't know. We'll just... It's something my grandma used to tell me, and I uh, it's, it slipped my mind. But, but basically what it is is when you have a lot of time on your hands, generally you're going to start getting involved in bad things. And we found across the nation some of the most successful programs in keeping kids away from gangs is keeping their time filled, whether that be through sports, uh, uh, family activities, a job, even a girlfriend. Um, so my suggestion would be is if there is somebody out there who has a friend who's becoming associated with the gang, is get them involved in other activities and invite them to do things, get them away from that type of lifestyle, and uh, that would uh, hopefully uh, make for some good results. How big can gangs really get? Like how many people are normally in like a, a, a big gang? And what would constitute a gang? I mean, it can't be like three or four people, could it? Well, generally in most states, the definition is at least three members. In some states, it's five or six members. Um, but you could have a gang as small as three members, although it's pretty uncommon. Um, but some gangs, some gangs actually number in the several thousands where they all report to a specific person who controls their activities. And that activities could range as to what colors they're going to wear, where they're going to live, who they're going to talk to, who their friends are, and who their enemies are. Um, so some gangs have, I mean, uh, you know, have a tremendous amount of power, and we see that across the country in, uh, in certain neighborhoods where there's certain neighborhoods where the gangs literally control everything. It seems like if you're in a gang, you're basically controlled by someone above you. What, what is the reason why people get into gangs? I think it's because they don't have a mama. They don't have a daddy. They need somebody to, uh, to, to tell them what they do in almost a family kind of atmosphere. Well, you said it right there. Is generally the gangs make up a uh, a uh, surrogate type family. Most kids that get involved with gangs don't come from a strong family structure. Again, there there's those that do, but overall, most kids who do get involved in gangs come from a, uh, a broken home or uh, latchkey type kids, where basically uh, they're the the TV in the neighborhood are the ones that are raising them. Man, Dubs, are the Bloods and Crips still around? Because that's the one. That's the one everybody knows about. Maybe just from the gangster rap. Are they still big major players, or are we moving on to all these little local gangs that are cutting people's hands off? Like cash flow. Well, well Bloods and Crips, Bloods and uh, Crips are definitely around. The gang involved in uh, the the recent uh, slashing incident there in your area is uh, MS13 or Mario Satrucha. And uh, that gang's actually been around a long, uh, a long time, and that gang is making the most headlines everywhere across the nation. Oh, you're going to get us hurt. Again, we don't want any problems, we're just, and we we're, don't know it was them or not. We're just talking about it. We don't want to get hurt. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, I can definitely understand. Hey, can we take one quick call for you, if you would, Jared? Sure, that's fine. All right, Jared uh, Lewis, uh, nogangs.com. That's K-N-O-W. Erica, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hi. 
I just want to ask, what's the difference between gangs and cults? Hmm. If there is one. Cults have better looking chicks. That's my thing. What about you, Jared? What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, what I'd say is uh, basically what their activities are. Cults are generally... Uh, more involved in, uh, you know, sometimes uh, ritualistic type crimes where gangs are more into, uh, uh, you know, it, it's for the uh, betterment or the future um, economical or social development of the gang. Um, cults are, uh, you know, again, generally more uh, secluded and aren't out there committing the street crimes that gangs are. Hmm. All right, there you go, Erica. Congratulations. Hey, what, what, one more thing. What would you consider skinheads? It's the Erica show on JFK. Now, that's a good question. Right. No, that's all right. Good question. Skinheads. That, that, that is a good question, and and that differs on what type of skinhead group it is. In some areas, skinheads are referred to as an extremist group where they're uh, basically just out there uh, spewing their rhetoric and uh, not involved in the street crime, while in other parts of the country... Skinheads are known as a gang where they're out there committing criminal acts and then their white supremacy beliefs takes a second step to their crimes. So it just kind of depends on what type of group you're dealing with. And here we are, all everybody learning in the hideout. Erica, thank you for your phone call. Uh, 866-277-4969. I guess one more call. Uh, we got to, we're up on a break. Uh, Red, you're in the hideout on JFK. How's it going? I just had a question for the expert, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Uh, my question is, is, is a normal civilian, someone like myself, who's not involved in gangs, what can we do to protect ourselves from gangs and gang violence? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, actually, that's a tough one. It kind of depends. What, what kind of neighborhood do you live in? Well, I live in a, in a really nice neighborhood, but I have to, you know, with my work, I drive through some pretty bad neighborhoods, and sometimes you have to stop to get gas, something to drink. You know, what can you do around, you. around that environment? Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is what I tell my wife and what I tell uh, the people around me is to be aware of your surroundings. Know what the signs and symbols are and don't put yourself in a situation, whether it's gangs or whether it's terrorism or, or any other sort of uh, bad thing that could happen to you, is being aware of your surroundings. and Basically, just watch your road rage. Well, you know, watch your road rage. Watch, uh, you know, watch uh, what time you use the ATM. Watch what, uh, you know, who's hanging out by your car. Um, what, you know, watch all that stuff. And, uh, you know, generally, you know, not always, but many people who are the victims of crimes, a lot of times if they had done something a little bit different, that crime could have been avoided. Thanks, Red, for the phone call. Now, uh, would you suggest when you're downtown paying the bums to watch your car, does that ever help? Because every time you park downtown at night, there's a few bums that want to watch your car for five bucks. I don't know if that's necessarily gang-related. No, no, but will that help so your car doesn't get jacked with? <laughs> Maybe by, uh, by uh, that one individual. I don't know. I, I personally don't do that. One final question. What's the biggest, baddest gang? What's the one that you've run across the most where you're just like, Christ, these guys, they don't even care anymore. They're crazy. Well, again, the uh, MS-13, the the one I mentioned earlier, is the one definitely making headlines across the nation. And it, we have no problem with them. We're just yeah. talking here. We're just talking about it. Well, it, it's a game from El Salvador, and currently the the issue going on in El Salvador right now is when uh, members are deported back to that country, they're immediately locked up. Uh, recently, the, in the news. A 17-year-old was deported, and within hours of being deported, he was killed by a, a, a government squad. Oh, that's terrible. 
Um, and uh, and then just recently, too, within the past 24 hours in one of the prisons, over 100 members of this one gang um, was just killed in a fire, which uh, a lot of the uh, townspeople are speculating was done by government officials. Um, that gang is a tremendous problem there in El Salvador, and as a result, we have a lot of these members who are uh, coming back to this country and bringing their criminal connections with them. And it's definitely uh, it's definitely becoming more of a problem here in this nation. Now, would you say shut down the borders and kind no, of... no, I wouldn't say that. No, I'm asking the expert if that would help out. Oh, that's not going to help because you had it even here. It's even happening in the ghettos well, here. Let the expert answer. No, I I, I think the uh, the answer uh, lies in the home. Hey, no, it, well, that, that's my skinhead roots. I'm sorry. All right. Well, hey, Jared. Our problem. Yeah, Jared. Thank you so much, man. You great guest came into the hideout, educating us here in. Washington, D.C., where it's a problem. We really appreciate you spending your time with us. The, uh, the director of No Gangs, the website, if you want to learn more, if you got a friend who you think is in trouble, if you want to maybe just learn a little bit more about what's going on, knowgangs.com. Jared, thank you for coming into the hideout in D.C. Hey, thank you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Man, so scary. My dad, he that was the one thing he always instilled in me. He never wanted me, I guess being as a Latino too, he never wanted me to even look like I could be mistaken as a gangster. He always made me dress real like preppy. I always had to wear the collars. I always had to have my hair like a really nice haircut. He wind you up. He, he seriously, honestly, sadly, that is something that he tried to mainstream me up. Mainstream me up is something that I'd, I'd prefer. I got this uh, on the AOL for Broadband Instant Messenger. Matt Albert wanted to get into initiated into a gang called the food the, the food hoods i ruined that joke yeah but that's funny though actually though uh bateman was handing me this note and he says matt albert um that's our friend our our fat 19 year old virgin friend see pictures on him on, on radiohideout.com could actually be high risk for joining a gang because he has no job he doesn't play sports he has no friends he does no activities his family hates him and he's an angry, lonely man. I guarantee if there wasn't the Internet, that kid would be doing something illegal. And sadly, I think he, his gang actually is the hideout. All right, somebody sent me this one. Uh, have you heard of this gang called the FCC? <laughs> There's another one that's running rampant. It's called the Bush administration. Trust me, I bet a lot of those tactics that they're using are ones that gangs would use. Although, I'd like to steal an idea. Uh, for female hideout listeners, do you want to come up and roll the dice? You know, we used to have dice that would, uh, you know, they weren't numbers on it, but they had, like, different little actions on it. We always used to use on Skank Chef. Oh, I, I actually had one of those. Um, it, was, it comes from one of those love-making yeah. board games that you can get from, like, Spencer's Gifts and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I mean that's something that um I want to get into on the hideout. We need to uh when you see you know it'll end up being me and you rolling it. <laughs> Even with that, it's fun. Uh, you know what? Speaking of us doing stuff, you and Bateman have a challenge coming up next after this commercial break. There's a whole fight as to who gets the H F Festival tickets that were given to me by Cameron Gray. I said, you know what? I'm gonna give them to Bateman because he's such a hard work from producer. Dub said, F you. I'm the co-host of the show. I need them for my chick. It's her birthday this weekend. I can't afford the tickets. I should have the tickets. They're going to solve it next by who can eat a cicada the quickest. That is next in the hideout. 
Listen for more jackass radio coming up in minutes on 106.7 WJFK. Don't you feel like you've actually learned something? Good. The Hideout featuring L. Hefe and Jacobs. You want to talk about children? Why aren't you upset about the state of education? The state of education should outrage you way more than what myself, Doug, uh, Howard, Don, Ron could ever say. The fact that your children are stupider now because there's no money in public education anymore. Because every child has been left behind. That's what you should be outraged about with your children. Don't, Don't worry, worry about, about shut Worry about your kid being able to read. Worry about your kid being able to learn music in school. Worry about that when it comes to your children. Don't worry about 106.7 WJFK. Sometimes I'm brilliant. It's in the hideouts. Welcome to the hideouts. It's good to be intelligent. It's good to think for yourself. And it's good to be an individual. Where real people with fake names and invisible faces read the ultimate in reality radio. The revolution starts at the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. None of those people outside realize how much power is in this one room. Let them hear it. Maintain that should be the open for the show. No. Welcome back into the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is my good friend J Dubs. And of course, we want to uh, chat with you and maybe even get some reaction during this segment. Hit us up. 866 277 4969. I'm staring my cicada in its little red eyes, and it's, it's, it's disturbing. All right, let's pass it over here. Is it dead? Yeah, it's dead. All right, pull the legs and wing off. All right, let's get everybody caught up. Does Bateman have his? You, you might not want. Be careful with it so it doesn't drop or anything. I just washed it off. Does Bateman have his yeah. cicada too? Yeah. You've been preparing your cicada. Yep. Oh, this is disgusting. So during the last break, all right. Let's first of all, this all started over the fact that I had tickets to the HF Festival given to me by Cameron. We had tickets. And I gave them to Bateman mm -hmm. to, as a thank you, if you will, for all of the hard work that he's done in the hideout. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't know this, the tickets were for me and Dubs, even though it was just a pair, and I knew, you know, I, and that was the other thing I thought of, too, was that if it's for me and Dubs, there's no way Dubs would go with me. You don't ever go anywhere without your chick. We had tickets for a perfect circle, and you wouldn't even go. Because you didn't want to leave your chick at home. Which, by the way, is admirable. You know, good for you that you don't just leave her sitting around. But that was the other reason. I was like, well, there's no way these tickets are for both of us. Because I know Dubs and his chick wanted to go, so I just figured. Well, you've been kind of crazy for a while. I was just, I was just hoping that you might let me I take just, them this time. Well, I just figured that you were working on it as well. And I was working on it. And, and that those were the fruits of both of us working on it because I could only bring one Cameron told, Cameron told me, I got you your tickets, Hefe. Well, anyway, here we are in the midst of a battle. Well, it looks like Cameron was riding the fence there. In the midst of a battle. I'm sure that's not the only thing he's riding nowadays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, after all he's done, that's what I'm going to say about yeah. it. <laughs> so here it is. It's between Bateman and Dubs. Dubs came up with the grand old idea of having a cicada eating contest. And how did you get this idea, by the way? Um, a guy in Indiana 
got sick off of eating 30 cicadas because he had an allergic reaction to it. And uh, he read the Cicadian Handbook, uh, I think it's out of uh, Maryland University. I right, so wait a second. You get the idea for eating cicadas after reading a story about a guy who got sick eating cicadas? I don't have any... Uh, any... They say if you uh, are allergic to, like, shellfish and that kind of thing, you probably shouldn't try them because you're probably allergic. Now, duh, uh, Bateman, do you have any of these allergies? Are you allergic to any of this? Do you have any problems eating cicadas? Because, after all, you have a hookup, from what I understand, with a very hot chick that you're supposed to take to the HF Festival. You can't let her down now, can you? I'm not going to let her down either. And the rules of the contest are whoever can eat the cicada the quickest, because I have a stopwatch, the same stopwatch that I used during the Mighty Mighty Don and Mike show, I have it in my hands, and we're going to time how long it takes from the time you put it into your mouth to completely ingest it, and there's nothing left in your mouth. That's when I will stop the stopwatch. I brought some salt in here to kind of spice mine up a little bit. You probably need pepper. I'm thinking maybe Tabasco sauce, too. Uh, I got this. Uh, actually, finally, getting some uh, feedback directly from RadioHideout.com. Um, Molly, or Molly, sent me this. My husband has been putting together a cookbook of cicada recipes. If they end up being enjoyable tonight, we could tell you, to how, uh, tell you how to make stir-fried cicada, curry over rice, or cicada tacos. <laughs> I never understand where there would be this, like, huge... Um, Free food, man. No, or this, like, this huge buzz over these bugs... I haven't really seen a whole hell of a lot of them. Oh, dude, where I live in Silver Spring, it's Cicada Row. Yeah? It seriously is to the point where you walk outside and the noise is deafening, and you can hear it through your windows where I live. I was walking to the Metro on Saturday night when I was mm -hmm. going to meet you uh, at the Cheesecake Factory for our double date, which we still haven't even talked about. We Not really. Yeah, we haven't gotten into it fully yet. But um, I swear, between my, rock, my walk from my place to the Metro in Silver Spring... There had to be a thousand dead cicadas. And isn't it where they go and they mate and then they pretty much just die after that? Isn't that pretty much what the life cycle goes? Anybody um, got an idea? They, yeah, they, that's basically all that happens. They get up enough to just, you know, mate, uh, drop their eggs, plant them, and die. I heard something like they don't even eat. No, I don't think they do. I, I've never heard of anything that they do eat. I, I thought when, uh, when I first heard of them that they would eat, like, uh, bark and trees and everything. But I guess they don't do any damage to trees. Yeah, I think they aren't boring. consumers. 866-277-4969. So, again, this is for the HF Festival tickets. Um, oh, we need a coin. Can somebody get a coin? Because we need to flip for who it is that's going to go first uh, in the hideout. If we can have somebody just bring in a quarter or something... Of course, we're poor. Yeah, none of us have any. That's why we're eating bugs to go to a show by a rival radio station. It's a, it's a pretty good show, it seems like, though. Jay-Z, The Cure, Cypress Hill, Offspring, Violent Femmes, all of these bands. I'm just going to do this like I'm taking a shot of tequila. Now, how, how, big, how big a deal is this to your chick? It's a very big deal. This, and it's her birthday coming up? It's her birthday uh, next Monday. Tell her I said happy birthday. Oh, I will. How old is she going to be? 24. Oh, look at you. Pulling in the, the older chicks. Oh, that is true. Yeah. She is older than you, isn't she? What's it like to have some sex with someone who's 23? Is it great? No, it's pretty good. God damn you. I'm only 26, but still, what I'd give for a 23-year-old at this point. Oh, what I'd give for anything. There's always vibe, girl. Oh, she's yeah. 20, she's 28. Oh, that's that's right. She's an older chick. By the way, coming through like a champ last night, Bateman, 
uh, sent me an instant met or uh, actually got Vibe Girl to come on the show. Vibe Girl from Hot 99.5. Trying to trump my uh, big announcement <laughs> that uh, we have the Joe Davis band on. And um, we're becoming Why has it become a big uh, competition with me and Bateman? Honestly, it makes the show better. When the two of you compete, I get to sit back and it makes the show better. Because face it, you two carry the show. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to flip to see who has to eat the cicada first. The winner gets the tickets to the HF Festival. The loser tomorrow will be um, will be checking their samples in the toilets for cicada remnants. Let's flip the coin right now. Who's calling it? Um, Dubs, you, Dubs, you want to call it? I'll let Bateman call it. All right. And whoever calls it, if it's yours... Then you win the toss, and the other you can person... either you can kick or defer. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Hold on a second. God damn it! I flipped it, and I can't. <laughs> I can't find it. Now. Did you even call it? No. I lost... Why would you flip it then? I lost the goddamn coin. <laughs> Are you ready? Call yeah. it in the air. Here we go. Heads. Heads, it is. Do you want Dubs to go first, or do you want to go first? I'll let Dubs go first, so I know the time I have to beat. All right, Dubs. From the time you ingest to the time it is completely gone, a new amendment to the rules, you must chew at least three times. <laughs> no, no, no. No one ever put those rules up. I made the game. It's my game. Now, the, the beauty of this is that during the gang's segment, Wendell came in here with a live cicada. It still had the shell on. So it must have just crawled out of the earth. Oh, yeah. It was very, very fresh, very juicy when I killed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here. Let's do the jackass music. I don't know. Is that, is that a good level? That's okay. good enough. Here we go. On the count of three. On the count of three, I want you to ingest All the right. cicada. Are you ready? One, two, three. Ah, do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Ah, do it! It's down. It's down. Swallow, you whore! It's down. I'm sorry, I can't get the watch to stop. I don't know what's going on here. No Coca-Cola, no Pepsi. It's just the salt that I need to wash down. It's not the cicada. Right. What did it taste like? Did you get the chance to even taste it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a juicy one, so it tasted very... Peter Clotish? I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Was it protein-ish? Yeah. You, now you're it's holding like, your chest. Do you feel? Well, yeah, I can feel it going down right now. Can you really? Yeah, it's like a big ball just kind of creeping its way down. Now, did you take off the wings and everything? I think so. I think I got everything, but I'm not a big bug expert, so I might have left a few parts on. God damn, Dubs just ate a cicada oddball. Get up here. Have you ever seen anything like that? Would you do that? Hell no. Would you ever eat a bug? Hell no. In some in some like places, this is considered a delicacy. I can see what. <laughs> Did you do that? Oh, I Just so you can beep it out later. <laughs> <laughs> we had to dump dubs. All right. So now you ripped the, the the legs off. Could you? Was it like? Oh, it's like. Is it it's crawling like, back up? It it feels very like. I don't know, like, it's poking at me almost. It's trying to get out. Are you sure it was dead? Yeah, it was dead. It had to be dead. I stabbed it so many times, it couldn't be alive anymore. <laughs> While we're sitting here talking about all the gang violence with the gang guy from NoGangs.com. I'm just stabbing at it like uh, like Darth in, uh, in Wayne's World when he's, Mr. Donut Man, oh, no, someone's trying to kill you. Do you feel bad? 
I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel disgusting? I can't wait for Tommy to eat his. That's right. I wish we had a picture of his face when he was eating that. It was so great. It was it was seriously as if I don't even know if I can say this, <laughs> but your face it was like you were being attacked from some <laughs> entry point that you didn't want to be uh, attacked from, yeah. and you're just like no. But yet I got to because I got to get these tickets. <laughs> so dirty. What was the time? It took him seven seconds. I don't know. You were having trouble stopping that thing. I think it was quicker than that. I, from the time you put it in your mouth to you saying, it's down, it's down. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think we had to dump that. It was seven seconds. All right? You want to look at it? Yeah. And that's a cicada burp. <laughs> so disgusting. Oh. Oh. All right. Bateman. <coughs> All right, let me get mine. You got seven seconds. Are you, are you going to be okay, Dubs? Do you want to watch Bateman eat his cicada? Yeah. Now, Bateman's as well was fresh, right out of the dirt. Thank you to uh, Wendell, the engine, the WJFK super engineer, and the official cook of the hideout carnival that they'll be coming up with the Joe Davis band, the guy who performs the only true hero. Bateman, are you ready to eat this? This thing is hideous. Here we go. On your mark. Get set. Hold on. Let me reset the stopwatch. And go. What are you doing? I'm not going to eat that. You crazy? What the hell's wrong with you? Why would you eat that? <laughs> For the tickets. You don't want I the, win. You don't want the tickets? I already have tickets. Shut up. <laughs> I, I knew Cameron was going to screw me in the end, so I went ahead and made other arrangements. Gee, you already had tickets? Yeah, I was hoping these would be better, but I don't think they are from what I've heard. So it didn't even matter to you? No. You're a dick. <laughs> We just sat here and watched Dubs eat a cicada, knowing the whole goddamn time that you weren't even interested in tickets. You already had tickets. Eh, well. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed being on the show. I did. It was a lot of fun, especially the way I went out. The way you went out, making Dubs eat bugs. <laughs> uh, you want to go again, Dubs? Double or nothing? <laughs> what, for your tickets, too? Yeah. <laughs> no, because then you go, oh, I have four. Ah, oh, look at me. Dubs just got punked. I think that's the first time that I've ever seen Dubs get punked, at least here at JFK. I didn't know about this, dude, because the way everybody was going in, in such hissy fits and hubbubs from everybody all over the station today over these goddamn HF Festival tickets, and you had tickets all along. Yeah, why, why were you being such a bitch about it? I thought maybe these would be better, but... You're, you're a greedy bat. Would If they were better, would you have given me the other one? <laughs> I had to dump that. <laughs> I, I think I caught myself, though. You got most of the C-word out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. I am high emotionally right now, you know, just very, very pissed. I love this. I love the fact that Dubs got his comeuppance. Comeuppance? That was for Wonder Boy. Let's hear it for Wonder Boy. <laughs> he smashed in his window. J-Dubs is eating bugs. Big, ugly cicadas that were just in the ground. So what were you... Seriously, because I called you today and I was like, Hey, bro, I got these tickets to the HF Festival. I'm not going to be able to go. And you were like, Oh, that's great, man. I think I got somebody that wants to go. But all the time you already had tickets, how'd you get the other ones? I actually know somebody who is uh, going to be doing something backstage there, and they get, like, VIP tickets. Oh, really? So my tickets will probably be better than Dubs, actually. Wow. Hey, I'll see you there, though, if, yeah. if you can see me from the VIP section. 
hope you uh, enjoy uh, your interview there with Big O and Dukes producing that show. Oh, yeah. Good luck. See you later. Yeah. You know what? Forever. You're on the team forever. That was great. I haven't been able to get over on dubs like that in maybe the four years that I've known them. You suckered this dumbass into eating a cicada. He suckered himself into it. Yeah, I'm the one that came up with it. I really can't. I can't <laughs> complain about it. Again, that's the beauty of it, like the Wonder Boy thing. But, yeah. he, but he still complained about it, even though he came up with it. This is I'm just going to suck it up and take it. You got your tickets, though. You're going to see Yeah. Have a good time. Now, were you gonna were you gonna let him go anyway, or were you gonna sell the other tickets? Wait, wait, what are you gonna what, do? What happened if you lost the coin toss? That's what I'm wondering. Um, were you just gonna back out right then? Maybe, probably. I, I don't know. Maybe I would have just like thrown it at you or something and run out. <laughs> or maybe you said you couldn't do it or something. I, I'm allergic to the shellfish. <laughs> God damn, that's beautiful. F you, Dub. <laughs> This that's for beating my ass at the St. Pat's Fat. I love it. At least I got dumped twice. <laughs> now you got to now actually given uh, Bateman work to do. God damn it! To go back and edit yeah. the show for the uh, the weekend mixtape. Oh, that's so Wendell, cool. it's Tommy. Tommy Bateman. I don't mean for this to be awkward, but ever since the makeover, I find myself drawn to you. Well, I often daydream about your former rugged grizzly bear look. I find your new appearance both soft. And masculine. True. I just wish I had the clippings in your beard so I could staple them to my chin and pretend to be you, my love. <laughs> Finally, I know Hefe gave you his bicycle. Now more than ever, I wish my face were a bicycle seat. <laughs> I love you, buddy. To check next and survive. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was the WJFJ dialing we did with Bateman. Oh, man, if only we had the one that you did with Alan. Yeah. That one was classic. I told Alan to save that. I wonder if he still saved it. I'm sure he still dreams about it every night. He's got an on cassette and must just do it on his way home as like a uh, motivational tape. Well, Dubs, you ate a cicada. Yeah. Tommy, Dubs will always have this. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Something that doesn't bother me so much. Really? Tommy's a fag. Dubs ate a cicada. Dubs ate a bug. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Hey, wait. Are you going to kiss your girlfriend with that mouth now? Yeah. I want to, I want you, in fact, you should say, baby, I won the tickets. I want to make love tonight. I won the tickets. It's you and me. Kiss me now. She's going to be asleep by the time I get home. That makes it even all that much better. I don't even have to say it. I'll just sneak into bed. <laughs> Climb on top. Let's take a break. We're coming back. Congratulations, dubs. That's why you're my friend. Yeah. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. More show coming up. The Hideout featuring LFA and G-Dubs. F-O-U. This is the greatest but the sickest radio I've ever heard. You're listening to the Hideout with the lads. The Hideout. People think it's all about misery and desperation and death and all that, which is not to be ignored. But what they forget is the pleasure of it all. The Hideout. Hideout. Featuring LFA and J-Dubs. The lot. 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into The Hideout. 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is Wonder Dubs. <laughs> Thanks, Bone Daddy. Six nine. Uh, somebody else is eyeing me. You think with dubs is bad to get the HF Festival tickets? That's nothing. I had to use my mouth on Big O. 
Thank you, Bateman. That <laughs> actually comes from RS using the AOL for broadband instant messenger. If you're just now tuning in, Bateman's actually that was from Dukes. Bateman, uh, <laughs> Bateman suckered uh, our good friend J Dubs into eating a cicada for tickets uh, to the HFS. Now, how do you feel that you were? You uh, were so nice to give him tickets when he already had tickets. And he didn't tell you anything about it, just for his uh, his greed. You know what? He's such an amazing producer. I don't care. I'm okay with it. You don't care about that greed? I'd almost rather he would have won the other pair of tickets, so he could have sold uh, either which one and then made money because he's not getting paid enough here at JFK. And me being left out in the cold. Hey, dude, you got a job, you got a radio show, you got a great girlfriend. I have no money. Everything's about Hefe. Hefe is the one with the big salary. Hefe is the one that uh, bitches to everyone about how many hours he's working so he can get play on Don and Mike and they can, you know, feel sorry for him. I heard you today on there, you know, running the sad sack route. I first of all, I want to say thank you to my buddies, my my new best friends. Yeah, they're they're great to you, but I just heard you being the most pathetic sad sack in the world on there. I here's the thing, I'm getting I'm gonna be back in this stupid ass place in twelve hours from now to work another fifteen hour day. How long did I do that for? I was here doing uh, the 11 a.m. hour and everything for a while, and you were only coming in and just dumping for a little bit. Okay, that was just for a little while. What? And and you weren't doing... I do that longer than you've been doing this. And you know what? You weren't doing anything constantly. What? A lot of times you were napping, you were going, oh, I... you were going to the during... mall. Not during that time. Not during that time when I was the uh, lone producer and you were back there letting me take the whole, the, the whole brunt of it. Show me some product. Show you some product. I want to see some of the I'll fruits show you of your the, labor. I'll show you the October numbers. Ah. All right. <laughs> anyway, 866-277-4969. I uh, want to thank everybody who is IMing us making fun of uh, dubs, because that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And actually, both of you guys, with all sincerity, have fun at the HF Festival. Thank you. Uh, I wish I could go, but I cannot get out of this commitment. Are you excited about going to yeah, this thing? Yeah, it'll be fun. It's gonna be great. Be I think I think I have an appearance though in the morning, so it's gonna be a full day for me. Oh, do you really? It hasn't been confirmed yet. We gotta make sure the same thing doesn't happen the last time. Oh, really? So, yeah. Is it for but, the same client? Yeah. Look but, at you! Look at you getting appearance money. That HF festival there are gonna be so many hot chicks. Oh, by the way, thank you to our our uh, buddy Porno Dan. Who gave me? Uh, who gave us some porn when he yeah. was in here on Friday night? Yeah, thanks a lot for that, porno Dan. I uh, I took mine home, and I guess it was the stuff from last year's Preakness, or maybe something or other. Anyway, there were a lot of people around, and there were a lot of hot chicks, and it was a great porn. Maybe it's Adventures of Spring Break or something, but for the most part, it ends up where it's a lot of chicks taking their tops off, kind of a you know girls gone wild thing, and then they end up in the porno damn bus having sex with the girls with like the windows down so people on the outside can actually look in and watch the sex and then it cuts to another uh, lesbian scene at the end of it and what how was your porn you got a porno damn porn uh yeah i got it i wasn't that enthused with it i didn't, i should have known i don't know how i can put this for the radio but i guess i'll just say the title of it and everybody can draw the conclusion of what kind of porn it was it was called Mother's Milk, and I never put the two and two together what Mother's Milk would be. And then a uh, lady who just had a baby was okay. was in it. So you can kind of see where it would be going from there. 
All right, can we have um hold on a second. Let me see if I've got some music that's fitting. Because I I would like to I'd like to admit something. Yeah. I looked at both the porns. I know you did. And I purposely tossed you the mother's milk because I knew there was no way I could be into that. I'd like to come forth now and admit and get it off of my chest that I stole the better porn from Porno Dan and left you with the lactation uh, material. Yeah. I didn't know if I could say it, it like that, but yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> that's what I popped in the DVD player and then... Lost all motivation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I punked you. Hey, look at that. I'm getting it all week long. This is beautiful. Enjoy it. This weekend, I was all stressed out about money and everything. I couldn't sleep. And now you guys have uh, jumped on me during the week, too. I appreciate that. But you're going to the HF Festival. Yeah. Are you going to talk to Bateman at the HF Festival? I guess with this big uh, VIP stuff he's talking about, I won't be able to. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad I won't see the guy he's with. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. I want to say everybody. Oh, turns out that uh, Bateman gets free food and drinks. Hmm. He says, F you, Dubs. He's not interested in you and your baby mama drama, if you will. Hey, let's let's stop talking about you guys for a second, and let's talk about the listeners. Okay. I got this email from Halloween Goddess. Apparently, there's this cat who's on uh, our website. Um, Death Source, I guess is his name. And he says he's been em embroiled in a really bad divorce custody battle. It's getting really nasty. You're sitting there talking about your financial situation. But this guy seriously has no money to the point he's selling his precious Transformers collection. He's selling Megatron. And Optimus Prime, so that he can put food on the table. Well, you can have mine. Well, here's the thing. He's got a tattoo uh, that has the words of his soon, the name of his soon-to-be ex-wife. He got a tattoo on his arm of his ex-wife. Okay. This is my thing. I would never ever. First of all, I would never ever 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 get a tattoo. And that stems from issues with your dad. Never get a tattoo. It's true though, because yeah. he taught me. Tattoos are too permanent. And I got the earrings, but I could not imagine. Let's say I was stupid enough to get my ex-wife's name tattooed. Sorry, uh, Deathosaurus. <laughs> um, on me. What would I do at that point? I'd either have well, to... You never get names. All right, there's a few things you never get. You never get names, and you never get Looney Tunes characters. Those are the two things you never get because you know you're going to be pissed about it five years down the road. And I'm waiting for this older, for the generation to get older and grow up so they're old people with, like, the barbed wire around their arm. You know what I mean? Like, i got a buddy of mine who has the Texas, he's got a longhorn colored in with the Texas flag with the barbed wire around his arm. I'm like, you're going to look so stupid when you grow up. Well, I mean, I have uh, the sea elephant on my leg. The I always, it looks like a sword. I don't tribal. even think it's an elephant. It, it is. And it's really ugly. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's wonderful. It's seriously My friend sad. did it freehand. <laughs> it looks it. No, it doesn't. It looks like you had some third-grade retard no, in Fowlerville, Michigan, drawing with a crayon on your arm. This guy's a great artist, and he did a great job. And uh, on my arm, I've got a clown shooting heroin. Now, that, to me, by far, out of all the all, all of the tattoos I've ever seen, is the greatest tattoo I've ever seen. 
It's a, it's now, a, you don't think I'm going to regret this? Yes. Then? Me. If you live that long. You think I will regret it ever? Uh, I'm not the kind of guy that does anything and regrets it. Because here's the thing. You're going to be walking around in Fowlerville when you go back and you buy your ranch. You're going to be walking around in your loafers and your black socks with your wife beater on, with your stupid retarded elephant on your leg and your clown on your arm. You're just going to look stupid and sad. You know what? If anybody wants to come up and give me a tattoo, I want a Detroit Lions logo on my other arm. Shut up. I swear to God. I hope they change the logo. I hope they do. I... No, then, then I got the throwback. I hope they contract. I, I hope I hope they just get rid of the goddamn Lions. That would be... Then when I make all my money, I'm going to buy the Lions again and bring them back to their glory just so I can have a tattoo that means something. So you would really get a Lions tattoo? Yeah, but the thing is, I'd get a Lions tattoo, but I wouldn't get a Joey Harrington tattoo. Yeah, because you never know if he's going to stay with the team. Yeah, like, and he, you know he's never going to stay with the team forever. Well, the whole thing is like the Mavericks. I'm such a huge Mavericks fan, but I'd never get the Mavericks logo specifically, too, because I know Cuban's always into changing stuff, and I don't want to have the throwback. I don't want to have the logo that they happen to have for the, you know those two or three years. The Lions logo hasn't really changed, so. I think they should change it. No. I think you should turn it into a cute little cat. Hmm. Just oh, a well, cute little purry cat. I do love cats. So anyway, I wonder if we could do this for this Deathosaurus guy, because he's a big listener of the, fan, of, the, uh, of the show. I like the cat. I wonder if we could get a tattoo artist to come in here and, um... Uh, I wonder if we could get him to come in here and maybe have a local tattoo place give him a tattoo for free on the And air. cover it up? Cover up the name of his soon-to-be ex-wife who's completely now, screwing with him. Now, do we get to choose what he covers it up with? That'd be nice. Can we get this cat on the phone? I just told him to call in. Tell him to call in. I want to chat with him. I want to see what's going on with him. 866-277-4969. There's a, a fact sheet there I just handed you about uh, a lot of stuff that's going on with him. He, he, he's rivaling Matt Albert right now. Does he mind us talking about this he on the air? He posted it on the, the Internet. All right. So he posted it on our website so we get to talk about that. Just know that he had a baby born on May 5th. And the wife wouldn't let him see the baby until after getting a court order. He wasn't sure if he was the father of the baby, because there was one of possible ten fathers? Really? <laughs> in court, the whore said she never cheated, trying to get alimony, but in private she laughs about cheating. <laughs> it sounds like the Maury Povich show. He got fired because of all the drama over her. She didn't get the tattoo. With his name on it in return, even though he did. Wow. Hey, do you, is it Death Source or well, Death Source? If she had to do that, Death Source. Death Source. Sorry, I've been calling you a dinosaur the whole time. Sorry it's about actually, that. Actually, uh, it's all Transformers related. I'm, oh, is it? Oh, okay, cool. It's from the Japanese series. I'm all into that. Well, you know, if she got his name tattooed on her, she'd have to do ten, on, uh, ten others right underneath it. So, <laughs> oh, so oh, at least. Actually, uh, what's interesting is. Uh, the ten others was just for the two weeks we were back together nine months ago. Really? And uh, uh, any of those people, people you know? Uh, probably not. I mean, basically, she was rather much a internet person and uh, a lot of internet. And... A lot of internet, yes. And this is surprising that Matt Albert can't get laid because there are chicks out there like this. Well, Can yeah, you... she, I'm sure that if she met him, did you give uh, Matt Albert her IM? <laughs> <laughs> Let's um... kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if she's there stuff with the black guy. 
Oh, well. Oh, he's not really black, so yeah. you don't have to worry. He likes Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> so, I right, wasn't sure if he was the father of the baby, one of possible, possibly ten fathers. Exactly, yeah. Oh, this is horrible, man. And what, How what did... were you thinking when you got the tattoo? Well, basically, uh... I guess this was back in, uh, this, this This will show how pathetic this all gets, actually. Uh, this was back in, I guess, August of 2002. Uh-huh. And I had you know, finally said, okay, you know what, you cheat enough. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, you know, I, I go stay at my parents' house, and she calls me up, and she's like, why don't we get back together? She's like, I'm sorry, you know, it's been a mistake, and I'm sorry. Now, how, wait a second, though. How did you guys? Did you guys meet on the internet? Oh, uh, we did. Yeah. How, now, how old were you? How old was she? Let's see. I was. I was 22 at the time, and she was 21. All right. And how old are you guys now? I'm 24. She's 23. Wow. Now, was this the first lady that you had slept with? Uh, no. Okay, well, that, that would have made it even all the sadder. But, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better that this wasn't the only one you'd ever slept with. No, I mean, I... Did you ever cheat on her at all? No. Because, I, I mean, I, I, I will admit to, to looking, but in the... I well, anybody does. does. Yeah. I touch, and as long as you don't touch in certain places, it's still okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how honestly, I have, I, uh, have a female best friend who she completely just said, uh, you know what, you can't talk to her anymore. Ah, oh, so she's even... And you know what that was? That was the guilt. That was probably the guilt. Can and we get her on the phone? I'd love to talk to her. Yeah. Uh, she's... Uh, I, let's put it this way. The divorce is still going on. I would... I would I'm trying to be civil. Yeah. I don't know how I, you are. I know she doesn't listen to the station. Good. <laughs> she's much more of a... Uh, listening to emo all the time kind of thing. She hates Manson. Oh, that's stupid, see. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the thing, Death Source. We want to help you out. You want to get this tattoo covered up? Not, you know, whatever. Sorry. Uh, you know, that life taken away from me. So, yeah. Okay. So you do want to get this up. All right. Here's the thing. We're going to 866-277-4969. If we, if we know any tattoo artists who want to do this for free, I'm come sure in. I'm sure we can find someone to do this. Do it for plugs. If not, if we don't have any listening particularly right now. By the way, this is a good chance for those of you because everybody knows a tattoo artist. Get on the horn to your friends and say, hey, this new badass radio show is looking to do something. <laughs> we'll give you some plugs. Now, and, do you have an idea of what it is that you want to cover it up with, or do we... Can Dubs and I come up with it? Well, initially I was going to say the you know the the bad guy Decepticon Transformer symbol, but since I got to get rid of every single one I own, you know, I figure maybe a reminder of something else is bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I got in my you know I I would send you guys a picture if I could get uh, my digital camera working. I have about five hundred. If, if you things. get it working, I'd say sell it. Yeah, I got about five hundred of. Uh, of these things in my room, and they're just kind of this big display. Wow! So uh, much... it's, it's going to be hard to see them to see them trickle out of here as quickly as they're going to. Hey, I wonder if we could do set up a hideout pawn shop where you sell it to us, and then we'll hold on to it until you can buy it back. Of course, at an increased rate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do something like that. All right, Death Source. Here's the thing: we're going to work our hardest. What are you usually doing on a Friday night? On a Friday night, I'm doing nothing. I mean, I'm essentially, you know, laid off at the moment. So, yeah. 
Okay, here's the thing. We're going to get on the horn. We're going to see if we can find a tattoo artist. And we're going to see if we can bring you in Friday night during the show to get the tattoo. If not this Friday, we're going to hope we're going to shoot for this Friday. If not this Friday, next Friday. Yeah, if not, then we'll do it at another time. Uh, can Dubs and I make the uh, symbol? Yeah, go ahead. Knock yourself out. I mean, what I should probably do is send you guys a picture of what's there initially. Yeah. I've already got it. Okay, so, yeah, she sent it to you? Yeah, Halloween got to send it to me. Excellent. So, yeah, so you guys know what's up there. So, yeah, you know, work with it, cover it up. Oh, have have fun with it. This is dead. Just remember, this is branding me for life here. Of course, of course it is. We wouldn't give you anything too disgusting. Anything, uh, you know, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be shooting heroin. Right, so. exactly. Excellent. Well, can't go wrong with heroin. No, can you? you can't. All right, Death Source. Well, uh, thank you so much, bro. Good luck, and we'll be uh, chatting with you. And hey, thank you for being. I want to thank you personally, since I actually have you on the phone. Thank you for being so involved with RadioHideout.com. Yeah, definitely. Well jumped on it said, okay, you know what, these people need to get their acts together a little bit, so I'm trying to push as much as I can. Good. Thank you, bro. All right. Thanks. We'll talk, talk to you guys later. See ya. That's cool. It's actually becoming like this neat little family. People are going into their online hideout, if you will, to uh, get to know each other, and they're making friends, and out of this comes this great story, because um, we could talk about bad breakups and all yeah. that kind of stuff. We could, do you know have any idea where the, uh, the yeah, out music is? is? We'll see if we can find it. But um, whatever the case, though, we want to make this happen for Death Source. So get on the horn. The hideout is officially looking for a tattoo artist to cover up this tattoo. If you know any of them, uh, give us an email or uh, log on to uh, uh, com. Actually, uh, WJFK.com is linked us up now. So. Yeah, finally, actually, WJFK's got it going. So, um I guess we want to thank them as well. Man, that's the thing, bro. I'd never, ever get a tattoo. I just wouldn't was do your, it. Was your friend's tattoo the worst tattoo you've ever seen? No, actually, it's not a bad tattoo. I mean, but the worst idea for a tattoo? No, actually, I thought it was kind of a cool idea, to be perfectly honest with you. I have to say, his is my second favorite behind, behind yours. One, I, one time I saw a guy, like a regular, looked like a regular guy with Rosie O'Donnell tattooed, like the actual face, not like her name or anything, her face tattooed on his forearm. What the hell's that about? I, I'm hoping it's a joke thing, because if it is, it's the best goddamn joke I've ever heard oh, or seen. That's so classic, man. I, uh, In fact, now that I think about it, I look. you look at the NBA and you see all these cats with their tattoos, there's some of them that look like they have tattoos of them when they're babies. Yeah. It's like they're... Ba Who was it? I was just watching a game the other day. Do you think it's a tattoo of their kid, though? I don't know. I mean, it could be. I <laughs> think it'd be great if you get your own baby picture tattooed on you. All right, how about this? How about this? How about we make a political statement with Death Source? How about we cover the tattoo of his wife's name with a little fetus holding a hanger? Saying we will never forget. No, I I don't want to do that to the guy. Why not? I want to do something you know cool, funny, and because you know. that will even go back to that damn kid that he's got now. If only that whore had gotten an abortion. I'm I'm sure he if, loves the kid. Instead, he's got to sell his transformers to pay for that kid. I'm sure he loves the kid who was maybe probably from another one of other ten guys. Yeah. It's that, not the kid's fault. It's not the kid's fault. Sure it is. It's the horror of a wife.
kid should have just choked itself in the umbilical cord. Life would have been so much better. Never would have had to deal with the pain. That's terrible. Oh, how did roles reverse all of us? I know. Here's the thing. Baby fetus holding a hanger. We will never forget. Look for that Friday in the hideout. We'll never forget. What? 9-11? No, what it was like before Roe v. Wade. Oh. It's the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. That's my good friend Dubs. He ate a cicada earlier tonight. We'll never forget Dale Earnhardt. Oh, don't forget the Joe Davis band making a live in-studio appearance to sing The Only True Hero. And uh, thank you to Bateman. Thank you to Cameron, who uh, made everything happen with the HF Festival tickets. Sincerely, bro, we thank you so much. You came through in a pinch. And thank you for keeping me in line. Definitely. Who, me? No, me. Oh, no. Thank you, uh, Cameron, for keeping me in line. You should thank me. Why? Because I'm your best friend, and don't forget it. Thank you to Oddball. Until tomorrow night, when we will see Matt Albert back uh, in the hideout since he... Uh, finished with Fairy Lady on um, the anniversary show of the old Saturday Night Show. Uh, until then, oh, thank you one more time to uh, Jared Lewis, too, of NoGangs.com. That is K-N-O-W-Gangs.com. we got to get a link up for that on uh, RadioHideout.com. We also need a link for Porno Dan as well. And uh, hey there, Vibe Girl. And uh, ExtremeHole.com. I'm coming over, baby. Gordon Buzzcock's Cable. <laughs> until then... We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000 gangster kids. in the world. I'm on the gay side. I'm on the gay side.
Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. Hi, this is Troy Aikman. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J-Dub. This is Red Smooth, Washington Redskins. Tubby's a fag. Tubby's a virgin. Wendell, it's Tommy. Tommy Bateman. I don't mean for this to be awkward, but ever since the makeover, I find myself drawn to you. Well, I often daydream about your former rugged, grizzly bear look. I find your new appearance both soft and masculine. I just wish I had the clippings from your beard so I could staple them to my chin and pretend to be you, my love. Finally, I know Hefe gave you his bicycle. Now more than ever, I wish my face were a bicycle seat. I love you, buddy. To check next, enter five. Delete, six. Archive, seven. Timestamp, eight. Redirect, nine. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Not interested.